Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Well, hello and welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. I'm Sally Wallace, your host. And if you are listening to this episode, which is called Sleep Deprivation, The Struggle is Real, you are most likely fucking knackered because that is exactly how I am feeling at the moment. I am, this is one of my favourite British expressions, I'm shattered. I'm shattered. Oh yeah, I'm shattered. Yeah, I'm really tired. Really tired. Now, hang on a minute. I didn't do this episode to get a violin out and get loads of sympathy. No, not at all. It's simply because I've just realised that I cannot be the only person that gets fuck all sleep. Now, before I had children, um, I love sleep, by the way, and I was very conscious that I needed at least eight hours of sleep to function. Um, Not in my 20s. This is a totally different story. Um, When I was, oh my God, we're going off at a tangent here, but just bear with me because I'm sure that you're going to smile and you're going to be sat wherever you are right now going, yep, high five, Sally, me too. So um, in my late teens and 20s, up until my late 20s, 30s, I could go out on the piss um, again. This is sort of something that we say in the UK for when you go out drinking beverages of an alcoholic nature. So I could go out on the piss, um, sort of like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, um, getting at about two o'clock in the morning. I used to get up in the morning on the Saturday and go and do a body pump class, still stinking of booze, and then go back out again in the evening. Um, on some occasions, because I was working on the radio, um, I actually had to do a breakfast show where I was covering for somebody who was off on holiday. And I went out on the piss, um, sort of stopped drinking at about two o'clock, just went straight to the studio, <laughs> slept on the studio sofa, woke up at six o'clock in the morning, whacked up the microphone and went, good morning, it's uh, six clock on Tuesday and did a full breakfast show for four hours. Pissed. <laughs> but incredibly professional, I'd like to add. Always the professional. But when I look back now, I think, how the hell did I do that? I mean, honestly, I can't even drink now. I don't drink now. And that's out of choice. Oh, my God. That is literally an episode in itself. Do you know what I mean? But I've decided just to stop drinking. I mean, I think when was the last time I had a drink? Um, I can actually tell you the last time I had a drink was Christmas 2019. I went out with the NCT girls and I had about four cocktails and I wasn't even pissed, actually. Um, but yeah, that's the last time I actually had an alcoholic drink. I can't actually remember that. But the old Sally from uh, her youth would, yeah, pretty much be shit-faced most of the week. It was, I was a massive social drinker, huge social smoker. 
and like I said, could survive on a couple of hours sleep a night. Then, um, but I always knew because I lived on my, I was lived on my own for years. I was very happy living by myself as well. And it was uh, something I'm glad that I did. I'm not one of those people who I don't feel uncomfortable in my own skin and my own company. I actually really enjoy it, to be honest with you. Uh, sometimes, even now at night, once Roman's asleep in bed, Scott can be sat in the lounge and I can be sat upstairs in bed watching Virgin River at the minute. <laughs> it's my little time out. I love it. I love it. Anyway, so... I think when I was on my own, I always knew that I was going to have that night where I did catch up with my sleep. And as long as I got a good eight hours in, I was fine. But uh, I think as you get a bit older, you just need a bit more sleep. And then once you've got, once you've got kids, it's just game over. It is game over. And I've only got one. I'm working on the second still at the moment. If you've listened to any of my other episodes, you'll know that I went through IVF to have Roman and I have got to go through IVF again. But uh, it's not something I really want to talk about today, to be honest with you, because it's just getting me down a little bit. And I'm a bit pissed off about it because I celebrated my birthday a couple of weeks ago. And so that is the harsh reminder that, yes, I am getting older. And then I'm kind of sick and tired with other people having their opinion. Again, I'll have to share this on another episode. I'm just getting to the point where I'm cutting a lot of people out of my life because I just think, do you know what? Who the fuck are you to tell me what I can and can't do? Game over. Delete. So... Yeah, I'm working on the second one, but I don't want to go there today. And I'm sure you'll appreciate that anyway. And plus, if you're a regular listener to my podcast, you know for a fact that at some point it's all going to come out anyway, but you just have to give me time to do it. Um, so yeah, so I've only got, uh, I've got, um, Roman, he's three, three and a half now. Um, and this is no disrespect to my husband because this is the decision that we made. I quit my job a couple of months ago because it was one of us had to be more present for Roman. We couldn't both be working full time. And I only went back to work when he was two and a half. And I was actually only in full time employment for six months because it just was not working for us. Scott is so my husband works seven days a week. And I mean, he'll come in in the evenings at about seven o'clock sometimes. And if he gets in at five o'clock, he'll be sat in the office till seven, nine o'clock. So really, he hasn't got the headspace and I appreciate this to do bath time he can't even put the bins out if you ask him what day's bin day I don't fucking know what day's our anniversary hey what don't start Sally and it's I do like to make a bit of a joke about it but he really is that focused on his job and to be fair he's he's launching another business he's got an awful lot going on so we made the decision that I would sort of take a step back for a bit from career and which is why I'm loving my podcast to be honest um and yeah, I do everything. I do absolutely everything. And like I said, this is not this is not me looking for a sympathy vote. I'm genuinely not looking for a sympathy vote. I just want you to know that you are not alone if you are fucking knackered. Because sometimes I get to the point where I just... Okay, let's give you some examples, right? So Roman doesn't sleep through the night. He will... Every random now and again, he'll have like a full on 10 hours and it's like, fucking hell, great, let's have sex. <laughs> Um, but more likely he's up at about one thirty. I try and put him to bed later. So he doesn't really go to bed sometimes until nine, ten o'clock. So by the time he's gone to bed, I'm taking my makeup off and getting into bed straight after him. I'm knackered. But then he'll be up at six, which is fine because I've had like, if I can get six, seven hours in, I'm like, bonus. That's a good one. If I can get six hours in, that's a winner for me, right? Um, if he's really knackered during the day, He'll hit the sack at about eight o'clock and there's me trying to keep him going. Oh, come on, let's read another story. Let's play. Let's go for a run in the garden. 
Um, but if he's really tired, it's game over. If he goes to bed too early, he's up from one o'clock. Like the other night, he was up from one o'clock till five o'clock in the morning. And there is nothing you can do to get him to go back to sleep. So he's got an iPad in his bedroom. I literally have this rollout bed on the floor. I get on the floor and we ended up watching Matilda, Shrek 3 and Shrek Ever After on Netflix. And he still didn't go to sleep. And then in the end, I just turned it off and he was just stood looking at, sat looking at me. And I went, baby, you've got to get to bed. You're going to be knackered in the morning. And he ended up just passing out. But what he did was climbed out of his own bed and got into my bed that I'd made on the floor and went to sleep with me. It's just beautiful. How can you be angry at that? You just can't, can you? And I've learned that. I've learned sleep deprivation turns you into a fucking asshole. And that's the truth, right? It can turn you into a real, it can turn you into a version of somebody that is not you. And so don't, don't beat yourself up about it because I've had to, I've, I've sat in the car in tears. I've stood in the shower, crying my eyes out. I've sat on the loo crying. <laughs> <laughs> for loads of reasons actually I sit on the loo and cry but it's it is something that we beat ourselves up about so yeah I've I mean God, let me give you an example because this is why I really wanted to do this episode because I've um, Roman's never been a good sleeper since uh, the first six months he slept he co-slept with us and he was on the boob so every night if he needed feeding he'd just help himself to my boobs which is amazing so the first six months fucking hell I'd never looked so glamorous like it was like oh look at Sally a geriatric mum with a newborn but it was great. But it was then when he'd grown out of that and he was moving into his own room. No, game over. So we learned that you have to put him to bed later. But like I said, most nights it's broken sleep. And he's he won't come and get in our bed and go to sleep. I would more than happily have him in our bed. So if he woke up in the middle of the night and thought, oh, do you know what? I'll go and get my mum and dad's bed. We would more than welcome him into our bed if he went to sleep. But he doesn't. He wants to get up and play. And he wants to get up and jump around. And also, just also add this into the mix. Roman's not talking yet. Okay, so he's 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 saying a few words, but he's not there yet at three and a half. And he's the size of a five-year-old. So we get an awful lot of com- uh, comments. Oh, fuck. I'm, uh, listen to me. I'm literally doing an episode on sleep deprivation. And as I'm doing it, I'm going, that's another episode. That's another episode. <laughs> so, yeah, that is an interesting one, how people speak to Roman. Anyway, he's a smart cookie. He takes instruction very well. He knows the score. He knows what's going on. Um, so yeah, so he's up. He's up most nights. The other last, was it last week? I was so tired. He'd had, I'd had three, four hours sleep because I didn't go to bed till really late. So I was trying to get my podcast boxed off. Then I went to bed. Then he got up and then he didn't go back to sleep. And so in the morning I dropped him off at nursery. I mean, this is how much of a terminator he is, right? <laughs> I dropped him off at nursery and then I thought, oh, I'll go and get some milk. So I drove to the supermarket. I pulled up in the car park and I listened to a voice note from one of my friends. And I was like, oh, I'll listen to that. And then it was like three minutes long, four minutes long. And then when I'd stopped listening to it, I sat in the car and I thought, oh, God, you know what? It's really nice and warm in here. I was just like, I'll just close my eyes. I I just fell asleep in the car park of Tesco. (laughs) In the front seat of my car that was it I was gone but I actually woke up like 30 minutes later and I woke myself up because I went (laughs) like that you know when you've got a really dry mouth and your mouth is obviously like a trap door and it's wide open but yeah I thought holy shit how many people have seen me just sat here in the front seat of my car with my gob wide open in Tesco sleeping (laughs) I'm not embarrassed 
I was knackered. No shame. I'm really not embarrassed. I'm not. I'm just getting over it. Y- yes, I would have been embarrassed. Like pre-children, I would have been like, oh my God, how shameful of me. What am I doing sleeping in public? No, no, I'm not embarrassed at all. I was obviously so knackered. I needed that. By the time I picked Roman up from nursery in the evening, I thought he would have had a nap at nursery. And I said, has he had a nap? And they went, no, he is still going. He's like the Duracell bunny. And the, but when I picked him up, his little eyes, you know, do you remember the cartoon Ren and Stimpy? And they used to have little bloodshot eyes. His little bloodshot eyes were just looking at me and I went, oh, buddy, you need to come home. He was really tired. That night, he slept 11 hours flat. And I even had to do, if you ever had to do this in the night, if you've got kids, you'll get this. We have to do a nappy change in the middle of the night and it's called like a stealth change. And you have to change their nappy in the middle of the night when they're sleeping. So obviously they don't piss the bed because Roman drinks so much fluid. He's so good with his fluids. He'll drink, he'll, he, he's, I drink a lot of water. I drink like three litres of water a day. And I think he watches me and he, I don't know whether he's trying to keep up with me or <laughs> I don't know, but he drinks a lot of water. So at the night when he's all relaxed, yeah, it's almost like a hose pipe in his bed. So you have to stealth change him in the middle of the night if he's going to go through the night, like a long one. And it's like the most, do you know what? I've actually got a head torch. <laughs> because I don't want to turn the light on when I'm in there but I need to see what I'm doing so I've got this little glow on my head this little head touch and the poor sod if he wakes up he's going to think that the aliens have landed or I've you know (laughs) he's not going to know what's happened um but yeah I have to do a stealth change in the middle of the night I'd like to say that I'm very successful at these um and I've become quite a professional at stealth changes it's uh there's definitely an art to it it's a real skill a real skill um so yeah that's where I'm at at the moment I'm knackered. I'm absolutely knackered. So sleeping in car parks is something that I've embraced. I'll tell you something else that you do when you really sleep. You can't speak. That's one thing. When you've got real sleep deprivation is you do weird shit. You find yourself doing weird shit. So we don't eat a lot of bread in our house. Do you know what I would like? I'd like a bread maker. I would like a bread maker, but we don't eat a lot of bread. But if I do need to get like a piece of bread out or like something to make a toasty or a bit of toast for row in the morning, we keep it in the freezer. So you just take out a slice at the time. The other day I took the loaf of bread out of the freezer. I got a slice of bread out of the like the loaf. And then I don't know what I did with the loaf after that um, because I couldn't find it. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> and it was only until late on in the day. I don't even remember what I was doing. I actually found it in the fridge, in the vegetable tray. And what was it? Put a loaf of frozen bread in the fridge. I was like, oh, for God, what am I, what is going on here? That is how tired I am. I am putting things in weird places. And that's, everyone's with Sandra. That's what my mum used to do when we were kids. My mother used to um, go to work. Oh, she was fabulous. My mum was a ward sister. She was a very good nurse, dedicated to her job, 100%. She was, it's like listening to her at work, it's like listening to an episode of ER. And then she'd come home and put a wallet in the fridge. Like, it'd be like, where's my bloody purse? And you'd find mum's purse next to like the sandwich spread in the fridge. Like, mum, it's here. <laughs> and that's, I thought, Jesus Christ, I'm turning into my mum. So yeah, I put I put weird things in weird places when I'm really, really tired. Another thing, I'm an arsehole. I'm an arsehole when I'm knackered and I'm happy to say that and I've got no patience and I don't want to be that person for Roman because I don't want to be that mum that's always going, no, don't touch that. No, don't touch that. No, no. 
And so I've actually had a few cries about this because I thought I, I know on some occasions I can I could and I know I can be a better mum for him, but I'm so fucking knackered. I find myself going, oh, no, don't do that. No, no, no. And I don't want to be that person. And that's horrible because that can, that can really upset. And I know it upsets me. So I know it must upset other people as well because there's probably times where I overreacted as well to things. And I just think, oh, I don't want to be that mum. I don't want to be that mum for Roman. So, you know, I need to make sure that I can get some hours kipping in the car park <laughs> when I can. <laughs> I've also, i tell you one thing that has really affected me and it's fucking stupid with being knackered is I'm actually bothered about what other people think. Now, why do I give a shit about that? I don't know. But from here onwards, I'm not anymore. I'm not. I find myself apologising for looking like shit. I mean, what the fuck? Why the hell are we apologising because of the way we look? Like, I've been up all night. Of course, I'm going to look a bit like shit. But I'll always try and make an effort and brush my teeth and sort of like zhuzh my hair a little bit. Dry shampoo. My God, thank God I got introduced to that. Um, And sort of put a lick of mascara on. But I find myself going, oh, I'm sorry, I've not got any makeup on. To strangers. Why why am I apologising for you for? I don't give a fuck. They might not have cleaned their backside. (laughs) They might not have wiped themselves after the loom. (laughs) At least I've got bum wipes. But... Seriously, why do we feel the need to do that? You know, even when I've not had it, like when I have had a good night's sleep, I find myself apologising. Oh, I'm sorry I've not got any makeup on. Do you suddenly need to be presentable at every occasion? No, it's just bizarre, these kind of expectations that we have of ourselves and how we want to turn up every day. And the reality of it is, is uh, I'm here, he's here, we're, we're all right, we're all healthy. So who gives a shit if I've not got my contour? To be fair, I don't contour anyway. I just draw my eyebrows on. <laughs> because let's be honest, if you're of the 90s era, you probably plucked your eyebrows to death trying to get the sperm look and they don't really grow back very well. <laughs> so you have to draw the little fuckers on. <laughs> but yeah, that's something. You Right now, you're probably thinking, yeah, I do exactly the same. Or you apologise for your hair looking a mess. Oh, I'm sorry when my hair looks a mess. Why why are you saying sorry? Why are you saying sorry to other people for the fact that you've had no sleep and you're completely knackered? It's nobody's fucking business. If anything, they should be saying, are you all right? You look well hot. Yeah, you need to, I'll be honest with you as well. You need to surround yourself with friends who are seriously going to give you some proper MILF love, like serious MILF love. That's what you need. You need, um, and and it takes a while to find your tribe, but you'll, you'll get there. You'll get there. and, And I can assure you, there's those people who will say to you, oh, gosh, you know, um, I'm so lucky with, uh, like, I don't know, like a baby's name or whatever. Like, I'm so lucky with Johnny. You know, he's always slept seven till seven. Not a problem. It's been amazing. And at that point, you it's almost like they've just slapped you around the face with a, with a fish called gloat. And you just think, oh, fuck off. Or maybe, oh, do you know what? This is when, like, bad Sally comes into play. Maybe you could just have like the best comeback of, really? You've had 12 hours sleep. <laughs> Why do you look like shit then? <laughs> oh, do you know what? Just to have that little bad Sally moment would be amazing. But then do you know what? That is a bit unnecessary, isn't it? That's a bit too bitchy. But, but necessary, quite frankly. So yeah, the struggle is real. The struggle is real. De- sleep deprivation is is brutal. It really is brutal. Turns you into somebody that you're not. Makes you do the craziest shit forces you to sleep in public, 
which I and to be honest, like Scott says, and my husband's always said, he goes, you're an asshole when you're tired. And I am. And I admit that I am an asshole. And actually, um, we've actually started to say, what, what were we chatting about the other night? And I was be, I was being just like, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Not intentionally, no, unintentional, no, not, un- no, that, let me just get my fucking words wrong, <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> unnecessary. My behaviour was unnecessary and I was just being a dick, right? And I was just looking for a fight and Scott turned around and he went, you're fucking tired, go to bed you miserable bitch. <laughs> And I stood there at the, at the living room door and I went, <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> and he went, come here, you dickhead. And like, I gave you a big hug and he went, just go to bed. And I thought, do you know what? I've got to go to bed. I've got, and I only just put Roman down. It was like 10 o'clock, Roman had finally gone to sleep, but I was just so tired. But yeah, even he sees it. My husband sees it that I am, I am like this sort of like dark version of myself <laughs> when I've not had enough sleep. <laughs> And do you know what? If you're a mama who works full time and you juggle the kids and you've got more than one, then, well, I really salute you. I salute you. It's hardcore. It's absolutely hardcore. But do you know what? We've all got this. We've all got shit going on in our lives, haven't we? Not everybody wants to vocalise like the depths of what's really going on. But I just want you to know that you are not alone. You are not alone with that greasy, beautiful hair on your head, those unplucked eyebrows and that sort of red, ruddy rosacea complexion. (laughs) You're just knackered. (laughs) I tell you what, if I have to wake up in another... This is so funny as well. I've got to tell you this one. (laughs) So this is about a month ago and I've just not told anybody this. Um, Again, Roe got up in the middle of the night, so I went and got my roll-out bed, lay on the floor, and he just wouldn't sleep in his own bed. He just wanted to sleep on the floor next to me, and I said, oh, go on then, just get next to me, it's fine. And he's giggling away, and he's smiling away. So I've put Matilda on the iPad, and I'm in and out of consciousness, and he's lying next to me with his monkey, and then I I kept thinking, change his nappy, change his nappy soon, just change his nappy, just change his nappy before you bed and then I fell asleep he'd fallen asleep and I woke up incredibly warm (laughs) in a puddle of his piss (laughs) but do you know what I got him ready got him washed and changed and dressed and got him ready for nursery and I actually dropped him off stinking of piss so I mean (laughs) that is how hardcore you are now If you told me this like 20 years ago, like, Sally, you're going to wake up in piss. It was like, don't be ridiculous. No, of course I wouldn't. <laughs> Probably back then it would have been my own piss because I would have been out on the piss all night. But no, these are the joys. And this is the craziness. I wouldn't swap it for anything. I genuinely mean that. I wouldn't swap all these sleepless nights. I I fought and fought and fought to have my little man. He is the best thing that I've ever done. And I like even my husband and I will just say like, he's the best thing we've ever done. But these are moments where you just have to share with other people because sometimes you do have those. Like when I went through IVF, you felt very, very much alone. And then sometimes when you think, fucking hell, I'm so tired. Is this normal? Does anybody else feel like this? Yes, it's true. I just don't want people to think that they're alone because there's one thing that we don't do very well. And we talk about all the wonderful things and all the great things. But sometimes, guess what? There, there is a little bit of shit that comes with it and, and it can make you feel completely knackered. And, you know, you do have a little bit of a wobble and therefore it's OK to vocalise these things and share them. But I'll be honest with you. 
you need to find those people to share it with because not everybody can relate to it and not everybody wants to. And some people, and I've noticed this by going through different mums groups as well, <clears throat> you might be able to relate, where you go to certain mums groups and um, I, I don't know, there's like they, they can a bit, get a bit clicky and a little bit competitive and um, that's not me. I think you probably know that. If you've listened to more than this episode, then you'll definitely know that's definitely not me. Um, I like <laughs> I like the mums who just like to keep it real. And when I say that, I don't mean like reality TV real because that's bullshit real. But like the the, the piss stinking mums with matted hair with food on their top. Yeah, they're my kind of tribe. <laughs> you go, girls. <laughs> but I tell you what, when we've actually had six hours sleep and we've got a full face of makeup on, fucking watch out because it's like full on MILF crew. Right. Have a cracking week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode today. If you are knackered, I feel it. The struggle is real. But guess what? You have 100% got this. Right. Find me on Instagram. It's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. A Facebook as well, the same Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. And thank you for the reviews that have been left recently. Wow. I've been completely blown away on Apple. I'm really blown away on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen on Spotify, on Apple, on Amazon, on Audible. Uh, let me know what platform you're listening on. And do you know what I'm finding really interesting at the moment is people who are reaching out to me are telling me where they've come across my podcast and, and how they've been listening to my episodes. And I really find that very interesting. So yeah, definitely let me know how you're listening. And if you are um, listening on a particular platform that you favour, why don't you drop me a rating, five-star rating, and share it with your friends. I would honestly be so grateful. The more people I can get this out to, um, the the more we can create a bit more of a tribe um, and, wait for it, a bit of an inspiration station. Oh, I love it. Right, have a fabulous week. You take care and I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring, and you and I are best friends now.